Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Jay Drew of the Deseret News coming up momentarily. Jay, of course, covers the Cougars uh, for the Deseret News. Had a really nice uh, article about Jaron Hall that uh, is up online at Deseret.com. So we'll talk to Jay about that and BYU getting back into the swing of things as they can. Uh, so certainly looking forward to talking to him. Jake, I just saw a ranking of college football best mascots because today's National Mascot Day. Swoop and Cosmo, neither one made the list. No, well, that's too bad. I don't know how we're all going to go on. <laughs> Me neither. It's going to be tough. You, you know what number one is? What? The Duck at Oregon. Well, well that's just a ripoff of Disney. It's like you picking the Beatles as the best band of all time. It's like, well, all right. You know, a, a duck whose, uh, I guess, cartoon figure has made billions of dollars. I mean, what a surprise. It gets number one. I thought they had to stop using the Disney version. I'm sure they just put in some slight alteration that huh. just avoided them getting sued. I don't know. Maybe Jay knows. What's the duck's name? It's Puddles? I, I think it's Derek, actually. <laughs> I think the Derek Oregon duck. The, the Oregon duck is known as puddles. All right, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store avail- availability. So uh, let's start out here, Jay. How does Oregon uh, avoid a uh, copyright suit with that mascot? <laughs> uh, you're asking the wrong person. I'd, I'd put my vote in for uh, that Buffalo or Bison or whatever it is that Colorado runs out. I mean, that's, Ralphie. Uh, that's intimidating. Ralphie, yeah. Ralphie uh, is not. Uh, Ralphie's number six on the list, Jay. Oh, so. how about George's uh, Bulldog? Uh, that and then Bevo from Texas. So those uh, those have to be in the top ten, aren't they? Yeah, I think uh, here. Let me uh, let me since this is such an important topic. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, sure. The, the Georgia Bulldog is in here somewhere. There's Sparty from Michigan State. Uh, the Mast Rider from Texas Tech. Uh, let's see. Who else we got in here? Uh, there's a few. Let's see. Hold on here. Buzz from Georgia Tech. Isn't that the, isn't that the, uh, the mascot? That, that, yeah, that's the mascot that the Buzz had to change their name from, right? I think so, yeah. 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 So. And, and then there's Big Red from Western Kentucky. Smokey from Tennessee. Mike the Tiger at LSU. So, anyway, Cosmo, swoop, you didn't make it. Well, Cosmo dunking from the three-point line, though, was pretty rad. And and also, those dance routines uh, that have been done on the field with the Cougarettes, those are pretty impressive, aren't they, Jay? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think I read somewhere that the, the person who was Cosmo the last two years is graduating, so... Uh, <laughs> So they'll, they'll get a new Cosmo, but uh, big shoes to fill. The, the Cosmo the last couple of years was really, really good. Well, Jay, I think you probably know everything there is to know about college sports, but I bet you did not know that today is National Mascot Day. I did not know that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So thanks for letting <laughs> me know. Why would anybody possibly care about this? <laughs> well put, me. Well put. Uh, 
Uh, Jay, we have a lot to get a uh, lot to get to with you, but I want to start with your your uh, article about Jaron Hall. Very well done. Tell us a little bit about it. Maybe what you learned from writing it. Yeah, I just uh, obviously with uh, what's going on around the country and how topical uh, racial injustice and race relations are. I reached out and talked to Jaron a little bit about it and just obviously with his uh, unique place in, in BYU sports history as the first African-American to start a quarterback for BYU. And and uh, he Jaron was really proud to tell me about the video that BYU has put out that a bunch of football players got together and, and kind of approached the school and the football department and said, hey, we'd like to do this. And, and so they did it and uh, includes – uh, a lot of uh, a lot of players uh, of all uh, ethnicities, and uh, I thought it was really well done. And and Jaron was really proud to be a part of it, and uh, and kind of to take on that kind of that spokesperson role in in a little bit in a little way uh, to to uh, get that message across the Black Lives Matter movement. And I thought he was a really well spoken guy, really uh, really uh, articulate. Uh, fellow, so uh, I thought he did a good job with it. So, Jay, speaking of the BYU quarterback situation, is that thing as cut and dried as as some people presume it to be, or is that going to be a real derby right down to the the beginning of the season, if there is one? Yeah, you know, from everything I'm hearing, I I think coaches are are falling into coach speak a little bit, and they're always going to say it's wide open, and kind of what they have to say uh but from everything i've heard from what happened in spring the shortened spring practices is it's it's still it's still weighing heavily toward zach wilson i think uh i think they're trying to get jaron hall some way somehow on the field more he showed the kind of the unique talents that he has when they played utah state and a little bit when they played uh, South Florida, although they lost that game. So, um, and, and Jaron got hurt, and he was replaced by Baylor Romney for that last series. But I think I think uh, Zach Wilson has basically uh, redoubled his efforts in the off season. In fact, I've been working on a story that'll be out uh, in the next day or two, where I talk to John Beck, who's worked a lot with Zach over the, in the off season. And uh, Zach is bigger and faster and stronger, according to John Beck, and, and is really taking this thing seriously, really trying to improve. Zach Wilson wants to play in the pros. I mean, he's absolutely no bones about it. His family's invested a lot of money to send him to camps in uh, to a camp, 3D QB camp in California, where a lot of pros go to train. So, um, and John Beck is a pretty good judge of quarterbacks and he tells me that that people are going to be pleasantly surprised what they see from Zach uh this coming season. The problem the problem with that is that it's the judgment of a quarterback that's so important, right? And with with what Zach was uh, vexed by last year was sometimes judgment, but maybe it was also him thinking that his arm or his conditioning was what it once was and it wasn't that last season because of the recovery from the injury. Uh, yeah, for sure. And if, you know, uh, if you read what some of the greats say about quarterbacking, that decision making is huge. It's it's one of the 
one of the most important traits for a quarterback to have is is in. And there were times last year when when Zach uh, some of his decisions weren't great. I just off the top of my head the uh, the run against Hawaii where he tried to jump over two guys and into the end zone. He ended up losing the ball and it was kind of controversial. It was right at the goal line anyway. Pretty much cost the Cougars some points and field position and all that. So, uh, and then, you know, there, he threw an interception there at the end of the game, which, uh, some offensive coaches have told me what wasn't really his fault. Um, that maybe there was a, a, a pattern or a route that wasn't ran precisely like it should have been. But, um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, there's so many intangibles and, I think the reason why there's maybe a, a quarterback derby going on again is is that Jaron Hall and even Baylor Romney, when they were in there last year, they they won some big games. Jaron Hall beat Utah State. At least he played in the first half, and then Baylor took over. And then, uh, of course, Baylor Romney beat beat Boise State. So um, I think that adds fuel to the fire of of those who who want to see a quarterback derby because those other two guys are aren't chopped liver. Um, they, when they've had their chance, they've shined as well. But then you kind of ask, how do you go away from a guy who's started 16 games for you? I mean, that's a lot of experience to put on the bench. So, so it's a, it's a tough call, but, uh, to answer your question, Gordon, I, I think, I think Zach has still got to be considered the front runner, to be honest with you. Jay Drew of the Deseret News with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jay, how confident are they down there that they're going to be able to play their full schedule as is? Yeah, that's another good question. It sounds like, I know they just sent out a survey to season ticket holders that just went out Monday, just kind of asking asking them if they'd be willing maybe to attend every other game or if they'd be willing to, uh, to you know, um, uh, space out and maybe sit in clumps of family members or whatever. Uh, so that tells me that they're probably going to think they, the season is going to take place, that there will be games, but there will be major, major modifications for the, for the fans for, uh, for, and, and probably limitations. Obviously you can't put 60,000 people in there, um, for that Michigan state game in mid September. It just, you know, that just—it's just too many people, too too soon, uh, from everything that we've all been reading and and, and hearing. So, um, I guess I would say, yeah, I think they'll play the season, but I think there'll be very very limited crowds. Is what I would say right now. I wonder how many people really w- are willing to go to a game. We know how passionate college football fans are, but I wonder if people would otherwise happily pay that money and show up will be hesitant to go because they they worry about these kinds of things yeah for sure and i think that's what the survey i i've asked people to forward the survey to me so i could kind of see what the specific questions were but but um because believe it or not i'm not a byu football season ticket holder (laughs) um as uh, some people maybe have accused me of <laughs> being, but, but uh, yeah, just um, I, I think I don't know. It just it's you know judging by what I've seen on social media, I, I think there are people that will stay away, but I also think there are people that that uh, think it's time to kind of get back to 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 normal. And uh, of course, you know, I don't want to get political, but obviously there's people that 
wear masks and there's people who don't. So uh, um, it's just kind of, I don't know, to be honest with you, but it'll be very, very interesting. I, I think there's, I think it runs across the gamut of, of all different people who will stay away where other people who will attend and, and not take any precautions. I think it just runs the spectrum. So Jay, where is BYU football now in the process of returning and getting players back for voluntary workouts? Yeah, they, they started sooner. They came back sooner than almost anybody else. They were June 1st. So, so they're literally in their uh, third week of, um, of having players back. Um, I've talked to a few players, uh, Zach Wilson, Isaiah Kafusi, um, and they've said that they're taking a lot of precautions. They get their temperature taken when they go in. Um, they keep them to groups of like 10 or fewer as far as uh, in the weight room at one particular time. Um, but, but, yeah, BYU's been actually back. I think University of Utah went back Monday, or their players did, and, and BYU's already been back a couple weeks. Um, and then I think the NCAA just today just announced that uh, they're going to go to that six-week plan where they go back on July 13th, uh, assuming the season starts on September 3rd, uh, at least for BYU and Utah. So, yeah, BYU's – pretty much been at it for a couple of weeks now jay last year the cougars were young coaches talked about that a lot do you think that because of the a lot of those players who got experience uh this kind of weird circumstance heading into this next season they will not suffer as much as some teams will i think so i think uh Obviously, they're set at quarterback. They're set at offensive line. They got a lot of experience. They got obviously Matt Bushman coming back is huge. Um, their third year of Jeff Grimes' offense. So I think, uh, other than receiver, where you know they're replacing three seniors, um, I think their their offense is going to have a lot of lot of experience. They got uh, Devontae Henry Cole coming from Utah. Didn't didn't play a lot for the Utes, but BYU coaches are thrilled to have him. I think he's going to complement the running game real well with Lopini Katoa coming back and a few others. So uh, I think on defense uh, they got a lot of Kyrus Tonga coming back is big, and uh, they're way more set at linebacker. Obviously last year they were really really young there, and and so they should be better there. And then. They're replacing uh, Austin Lee and Diane Gawulaku in the as their safeties, so that that'll be a big question mark. But they got Zane Anderson coming off an injury there, and Troy Warner also coming off an injury. So, so yeah, they're definitely uh, more experienced this year. Uh, definitely, they got juniors and seniors in almost every position uh, instead of uh, freshmen and sophomores. So, uh, I think there's. Uh, yeah, the, the the potential is there and the experience is there, um, and then it's the same old thing with BYU. Is the schedule is killer the first half of the season, and if they can, uh, it always tests their depth, and their depth is always suspect. And so it's kind of the it's almost like a broken record, but but uh, on paper it looks like they got they got the horses uh, that they need uh, if they can stay away from injuries to. to to have a, a, a decent season. Give us your take on the Caleb Lohner situation, Jay. Is it foregone that he's going to end up at BYU? 
Yeah, I think so. Everything I hear, he's been down there playing pickup ball and and uh, playing at the Provo Rec Center and and kind of acclimating himself to to Provo and uh, and so yeah. If uh, you know, I think you'll see an announcement here here shortly from everything I've heard. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, he's uh, you know he kind of asked for his release from Utah with that in mind that that he was going to transfer to BYU. So um, it's not official yet. It, you know, it hasn't been announced or anything, but everything I've heard is that, yes, he is, is going to try to, to go to BYU. So, Jay, what happened there? Why did he change his mind? Ah, that's a good question. I've, um, I haven't spoken to Caleb uh, since last year around this time. I went down to Wasatch Academy and, watched him practice, uh, just kind of work out in the summer. And then I sat down with him for about a half hour. And at that time he had had, he had kind of narrowed down to five schools. And at that time, Utah wasn't even one of them. I specifically remember the five schools. BYU obviously was, was there. His father went there, played there. And, uh, and so I was shocked. I mean, I, when he, when in last September, when he committed to Utah, I was, I've told people this in the 20 years, 25 years I've covered prep sports and, and college recruiting and that, that was probably the biggest surprise that I've ever, I've had as far as a, a, a young man um, committing to a school that, you know, totally surprised me. So uh, I, to, I don't know what happened, to be honest with you. I know he was very, very close with Tim Lacombe, BYU's assistant coach. And so, when uh, when BYU didn't get him, I wasn't that surprised because you know Tim had moved on and uh, resigning, you know, the day uh, stepping down the day after Dave Rose did. So so I wasn't surprised that he didn't pick that Caleb Lohner didn't pick BYU, but I was really really surprised he picked Utah. And since then, I mean, just the word on the street, the word I've heard is that uh, he watched what Mark Pope did at BYU. He, he liked that offense, that kind of freewheeling offense, and and uh, he had second thoughts about, um, you know, about uh, going to Utah. And, um, and so he asked for his release. Jay, you are the best. Thank you very much for jumping on with us. As always, keep up the good work. All right, guys. Thanks. Have Thanks, a great Jay. night. You too, Thanks, Jay. You too. Mm-hmm. Jay Drew, Deseret News. And again, his, uh, his article on Jaron Hall today was, was really, really good. Would recommend it to anybody. But there's kind of the latest on BYU, Gordon. We got the latest on Utah with Dirk yesterday and updated on the Cougs with Jay today. What do you make of what he said about the quarterback situation? It really is nice to be able to have a fully healthy Zach Wilson and then to have those other guys having had the experience that they've had. That That's... I mean, it seems like you don't want to wish injury on anybody, but it seems like it happens quite a bit. And to have that kind of insurance policy in place is is nice for the Cougars. But if Zach Wilson has intentions of playing professional football, he's got to stay healthy. Got to. Yeah, stay healthy for sure, but also take the next step. And I feel bad because he didn't get a whole lot of – opportunity to take the next step last year because the the beginning part of that schedule was so brutal and then the injuries of course and then the comeback wasn't probably what he wanted but mm-hmm. you know I think we want to see him step into the role as that next you know great is such a steep standard but that next really solid BYU quarterback 
Yeah, and we'll we'll see. Well, I mean, we're all sort of waiting to see whether that development happens. And all, another thing that will be interesting is to watch that BYU offense. I think it is evolving into a more wide-open kind of situation. And I'm not talking about doing what they did back in the day or taking a Mike Leach approach where they're just winging it all over the field all day long. But I, I think that thing is going to be opened up a little more. Uh, and that's that's the indication I've I've gotten. All right, coming up next, we're going to continue to talk some college football because Sportsbook USA has some odds out to win conferences. And here's my tease for you, Gordon. You're going to be grumpy. Oh, am I now? You are going to be grumpy. And why is that? Well, I mean, it, it's a tease. Yeah. I know. I just wondered whether the Lobos were being ignored. And so, you know, I, I, I throw the tease out there, and uh, and now we get the, the green light from Austin. That's good. You know, new day, new equipment. Life is good. All right, more Big Show coming up next, <laughs> 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.